What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. John and friends. Are we recording right now? Yeah. You have that weird look like you didn't ever tell me that we started. Oh. But, um, well, he came in. He was like, you know, he came in for his, his weekly hamburger when he sits in my bar and we kind of chit-chat about what's going on around town. And he was just like... He came in like on like the uh, like they were doing inventory or something. So he came and sat at the bar, and like the bartender is up on a ladder checking the bottles, and there's a manager sitting in the bar stool and they're drinking. Like the manager had like a glass of wine or something, and they're both ignoring him. And it was just like that can't be good. Just really bad, sir. Like he was he was appalled at the at the level of service. So was, we kind of chit chatted about that, which our experience was very different. I think the young lady who took care of us was pretty awesome. I had a I good she time. She was on top of it. Yeah, she answered all of our my our my horrible. Like I just kept hammering the poor kid with questions about stuff, but she um, she answered them quickly, efficiently. She kept working, and I don't know. Yeah, no, it was great. I, I think hate people like me. Like when when I'm trying to work and make you drinks, don't want to like, be bothered. Well, I've got a lot of stuff, and well, I mean, like I'll stand there, like polish and like make drinks and answer people's questions, talk to them, you know, like oh, we'll talk about the game or whatever. Not the game. I don't know anything about the game, but you know what I mean. Like I'll talk to people. I'm I'm, I'm a good folksy bartender, and people enjoy me. I think, but it's those people that sit there and just hammer you with questions while you're trying to do stuff. You know, when I'm trying to make six different drinks. And they're like, what's in that? What's in that? What are you doing now? What's in a Cosmo? And they start asking you about other drinks. So now I'm like, I'm trying to use my brain to construct these cocktails. Like I have all these recipes in my head and I'm trying to measure everything in there. I'm trying to make it all real. And then they're like, so what's in a Cosmo? Now all of a sudden I'm making a Cosmo inside of another drink. I've already started. Like it's just like, just crosses my wires and totally messes with me. And yeah, I fucking hate those people. So, and when I was like, just amazed that they had, you know that that gated thing that moved down, and that I would desperately bless you. Thank you. I don't know. I was impressed with the bar. It was very very pretty. It was clean. It was well. It's clean. It's new. Mm-hmm. It was it was comfortable. The stools were comfortable. It looked easy to clean. Like I feel like it's gonna stay clean. Like it, yeah. the, the the style of wood that they chose, and like the the I don't know if you pay attention to like substrates and structures, like the way that the, it was constructed, except for that that poor trough that mm-hmm. was the one giant piece of metal that will not fit in any dishwasher. That was pretty dumb. Those grates are designed in chunks for a reason. Like, so you can put them in a dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't have that option. Maybe they'll just, figure that out and get out. Just eventually, just grab a cutting torch and. <laughs> could you use your Dremel? I, I could. I could use my Dremel. I've been using that thing a lot lately, actually. I knew, and you were going to give it back to me. I gave you money. For, we talked. No, about I know. This. We I no, but I mean, originally. Uh, what? Yeah, it was. It was just a borrow. Yeah, I was just borrowing. No, it. but I meant you weren't. You weren't as impressed at first. I think you. Well, I had one, oh. and I think I gave it to my last girlfriend, and then I bought one online, and I was annoyed with it, and so I returned it. Okay. Like it didn't do the things that I thought it could do, mm-hmm. but then yeah, I had a few too many Jamesons. Uh, 
a few nights ago and I started playing with the Dremel, which is really not a good idea, but no. I discovered new uses for it and I was really, I started, you know that W that I have, the paperweight? Mm-hmm. I polished it. Like I, I got out the a grinding thing and I was like, because I got it kind of dented when I was, I was like using it as another tool to do something else. So I dented, like I messed it up. So I, I kind of buffed that out and I was like, wow, this thing's awesome. And I just used it to sharpen some knives and then I used it to, um, I made a present for Tatasha's moving away, mm-hmm. which um, I told you about. So I carved a little um, Tatasha into a little Ta-ta. flask. That's cute. Yeah, I carved that into the flask and gave that to her. Um Speaking of uh, things, sharpening things, and also to kind of tie in with our trip to the MacArthur place, Mm -hmm. one of the bartenders there, we didn't see him today, but he sharpened a uh, ice cream scoop for you. (laughs) You wanted a sharpened ice cream scoop, kind of. He wasn't able to get it to your your satisfaction. Right. Well, he admitted that too. He was like, sorry about the shape. It's an ice cream scoop, but it's like... And I saw this ice cream scoop. Again, it's like at Safeway, available for purchase. Like, it's a thing. It looks like something out of a medieval torture it's got a point on it it's got a weird it's got a weird shape kind of point and then a point coming off the side so you can like jam it into the frozen ice cream and then spin it around and make a nice perfect ball of ice cream Mm -hmm. i don't know how you get it out from that point like unless it's hot or is it like a one scoop yeah like it doesn't have like something yeah like it doesn't have that thing like ice cream scoops where it's got the switch the little yeah yeah, to scoop out, to get the ice cream. But you were able to sharpen the ice cream scoop. Yeah, no, I sat there and sharpened that sucker. It's So what is the application for this razor-sharp ice cream scoop? <laughs> well, um, what was the original? The, the, the I mean, original sort of, when I first saw it, and the, the fascination with it was like, you know, like home protection. Like, it just seems like such a sinister, scary weapon. Like, mm-hmm. you could just jam it into a person and carve out their heart you know like it just looked like such a weird medieval tool like like growing up in the house my dad had a shillelagh in the corner like it was never what's anything. a shillelagh it's a it's, irish... it's a lacquered irish stick it's like a hard oak stick it's mm-hmm. like a walking stick it's got like a little ball on the end and the ball could be used for braining like you could use it as a wet it's a weapon and but it's got like all the little nubs from the branch are still on it and it's but it's lacquered and cured so the whole stick is like really it's it it doesn't whip like it doesn't bend like you're not going to get that kind of you're gonna like it's got the little nubbins still on it so you can you could just beat a shillelagh it's a shillelagh you beat the hell out of somebody i don't know it's a it's really a shellac shillelagh yeah if somebody is and it was always kind of in the corner it was just like this weird cool thing that my dad found at one point he was just like oh it's you know it's a shillelagh and it's you know it's a it's black lacquer it kind of looks cool and he would he would never use it like he never like hit us or anything with it it was just kind of a cool weird thing and there was always that sort of we had an amish chicken beheader in the house it was like this a what an Amish? Amish? I don't know Amish? what Amish. He said Amish chicken beheader. I don't know who the okay. Amish people are, but it, it looks like a, it looks like a just a standard meat cleaver, but mm-hmm. it's about um, a foot and a half long and then maybe nine inches deep with that same hole in the corner like a cleaver, like a classic cartoon cleaver has, but it's got two hand hand like the handle is like long. another twenty four inches. Like it's, it was a big two handed. It's a chicken beheader. It was like this weird, but it just looked like a really messed up sinister meat cleaver did you ever see it in action no we didn't have chickens we lived in a town like we we grew up in the century so it was just kind of hanging in the house it was just like 
he was an anthropology professor. You know, mm-hmm. like he just liked cool, weird stuff like that, and it was just, you know, like all the guns and all the other weird stuff that was in the house. So, so yes, I saw this ice cream scoop, and I had this sort of ingrained fascination with weird medieval looking tools tools and it was like this is an ice cream scoop <laughs> like and it looked like yeah something that you know they would in ancient times use to cut the hearts out of you know the, their enemies the, well the i was thinking more like the spanish inquisition or something like if you, torture if you, if you were if you weren't going to accept the you know jesus christ your savior <laughs> like they would just cut your heart out with this thing i don't know but my like what I actually kind of wanted, I wanted to sharpen it for was for making, I was thinking of make giant watermelon balls, like a, like a, you know, like just jam it into a watermelon, kind of carve this thing out and then freeze them, you know, stick it on a stick, take it down to the market, just be like, you know, hot day, frozen watermelon thing. I don't know. Sounds pretty awesome. Have you, you haven't tried that yet? I just sharpened the thing oh, last okay. time. I just told you. Well, you just, I, I'm just getting there. <laughs> Because Robbie wasn't able to sharpen it for me, right? And to get it into the watermelon, and and we think we've gotten there. You think you've gotten it there? Just gotta buy the watermelon now. And you would freeze it first, or you would carve it first, or carve it first, and then well, freeze. Well, the... that's the thing is, I want to go in through the outside. Like it's got to get through the skin because you carve it out, so, so you, you have, have hold. you have the the rind on the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were at MacArthur Place today. Yeah, <laughs> and yes. we had a lovely. We had a, an excellent lunch. A light um, lunch, yeah. That hot dog was. was Walter fun. got the hot dog. I got the um, fatouche salad. I'm not sure what fatouche is, but it was like apparently a, it's some kind of non weird bread. Silly it was a little thinner than non. Like, yeah, um, but it was a little gem kind of butter lettuce action. Yeah. It was very good. The oysters were tasty and fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, the hot dog. You said at first you were a little. Nervous. I was intimidated. Um, I mean, because I don't know what I was really... I was expecting... I was surprised to see hot dog on the menu. Because because of the decor, because of what I'd heard about them, them, it was like, oh, they're going for the Michelin star, and they're going to be like a primary or secondary competitor for the Fairmont. Like, it's supposed to be like this elevated sort of experience. I see hot dog, and I'm like, hmm. let's get the hot dog and see what we're talking about here. You know, like... Um, but yeah, it came out on this whatever kind of Kaiser weird little... It almost looked like a lobster roll bread. Yeah, it was like a little kind of thing. They cut off the sides of it and then like uh, uh, fried it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it was browned. And then they put that slit down there and just kind of laid the hot dog on top. But it wasn't just a hot dog. It was it was like a sausage. It was a proper short sausage with a sauerkraut and uh, ketchup and things on there. No... Um, they were. Uh, it came with a mustard. I asked for no mustard, but it was. I, what I liked most about it was, it wasn't like we're doing a hot dog. It's gonna have this aioli or this special um, chimichurri, chimichurri or... sauce or like a you know this. It's like hot dog, sauerkraut, ketchup, mustard, and you're like, that's exactly what a hot dog is supposed to come with. Pretty sure everyone knows that. So if you're gonna put a goddamn hot dog on your menu and then put some chimichurri or like whatever it was like a remoulade or like if you want to put a fancy goddamn sauce on there you're going to try and make the hot dog not what it was supposed to be when you wake up in the morning you think hot dog you know that that kind of stuff makes me angry so i was, I was very pleased to see the condiments that it came with which is why i ordered it and yeah without the mustard you know i would that have being liked said, a little the reason you, you why did you go no mustard 
because uh, I yeah because I, I like only, French's. I don't. They only had the. They only had the weird whatever it was. Stone, Stone ground, ground or I think she said they had a Dijon, Dijon option, but that's not who I am. I would say that if you were going well, of all the restaurants I've worked in, um, high end, low end, middle, mm. everybody always wants French's yellow mustard. Right? And every stop depriving us of French's every yellow mustard. Chef and or restaurateur I found is trying to push Stone Ground and mm-hmm. Dijon as a higher class version of mustard that nobody wants. It feels like they could charge more for it, maybe. And then I always end up, you know what happens? Somebody goes to the Safeway and gets mm-hmm. some French's and puts it in the reach. Employee of the month, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for going down to the shop and getting yellow mustard. Um, because our managers wouldn't do it. Right. And so I, I, I found this to be true in every single place I've ever worked. Mm-hmm. More so if you're going to have a hot dog on the menu. That would be my, my, my only... Right. I mean, I didn't have the hot note, dog, but no. my only critique, my only note... Would be. I mean, if I don't really have... love mustard anyway. I mean, I like it with I like a knish, mustard, but, but I like yellow. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll have Dijon or something on some things, like. But yeah. no, but yeah. yeah, if you're gonna have a hot dog, that would be the only note. Would say, have some French's because that's what people want. And it doesn't have to be that brand either, like Heinz ketchup. It's just yellow, yellow mustard, right? right? I mean, yellow mustard, and it was actual, real, just ketchup. You know, it wasn't some <laughs> bullshit. Can I say that on this show? You can. <sighs> and much more. Oh, can we talk about the West situation real quick? You want to go? We want to revisit okay? West. Yeah, well, just, we can, just briefly. Have you we heard talked what's about, going on? Like, no, we shot at twice. Like in the last no. week, somebody's been like driving by and shooting at them. And I just, I mean, I'm, I know the 16 people that are listening to our podcast probably aren't out there shooting at them because I was angry about the the ketchup situation. Mm-hmm. But that's just the community is. Kind I didn't of, hear about this. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. It's messed and up. Nobody's been it's hurt. It's scary. Not yet. Um, last, the first time, I guess it was late, and some employees were in there. But then last time, there were actual um, guests. They were open, and there were people in there trying to eat. Jesus. And they, I guess they're shooting at it with a pellet gun. So just, it's breaking the window. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just. But it's it's scary, and it makes me angry just because I hate them. You know, for their ketchup choice. Doesn't mean. Doesn't mean anyone should do that ever yeah. to a business. I mean, like I remember. I had this friend uh, years ago who would uh, tag, and uh, he did a lot of graffiti stuff. And he would—he was telling me that he would use like sharpening stones, like he would get them from the from the thing, so he could score uh, windows. Like he could mm-hmm. like do his graph like on glass. And I was like, "Hey, man, like, why would you do that?" And he's like, "Oh, because it's cool." I'm like, "But yeah, but the you understand that like the the person renting that space has to replace that." And he's like, "No, no, the." It's in the lease, and like the manager, I'm like, no, no, no. That's in the lease. Says that the person renting it has to replace that glass. Like you're, you're hurting the little guy. Like your little message isn't getting to the man. Like mm-hmm. you're screwing over the poor guy who's barely making his ends meet. He he mortgaged his house to open this small business in this little storefront, and you're messing with his life. So don't do that. Don't. Yeah, they're driving by and shooting at West. Like they're they're trying to make their. They're trying to get in the black right now, you know, like with their horrible ketchup, you know, like they've got, they're, they've got an up row, uphill road hoe or whatever, however that uphill expression road. Is. Yes. Like uphill stop battle. making it harder. Stop breaking their windows, man. Like it's, yeah. that's messed up. That makes me sad and angry that that's happening to them. Well, but that's all I wanted to say about that. It's, well, I appreciate you saying that. It's not. They should fix their ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I heard they have a ketchup option now that you can actually get real ketchup. 
You still as, probably as have to choice. ask for it. Probably. But it's a step. Tasha in the right said direction. she went back and she's like, the French fries are much better. And people are listening. People are, I guess, <laughs> they're listening. They're to learning. You, they're not listening to me. I think they're listening <laughs> to the people that are just like, they're like, why is nobody coming back? So MacArthur Place had regular, regular, proper, proper ketchup. good ketchup. Um, now we just have to work on the mustard scene. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, one one thing at a time. <laughs> at a time. Um, yeah, they, I love the I love the sparkling water on tap. Although we got the the bottle. That was or cool. Whatever, yeah, we went always, with the bedwars. But I always like that cool, like sort of extra because filtered water in California, the tap water is not the best for drinking. It's got a lot of minerals. Well, Sonoma in it. has great water well, actually. I mean, I actually one of my regulars works for the Waterworks. Oh, okay. Wa- this little old guy came. He told no. He Valley read me moon. the Riot Act. No, we were, <laughs> we were talking. And I was like, no, no, because we're on the boys' hot. We he, somebody asked about the water, and he was sitting right there. And I was like, oh. I started going into my spiel about we're on the boys' hot springs, so we have to filter our, like all of the water that we drink is really very well filtered. I could show you the filters in the back. Like it's not, you know, we have to keep that water separate. You're not drinking mineral water from the boys' hot springs. It has to be, you know, clean and drinkable, you know. And the guy was like, actually, I work for the Waterworks, so I can tell you that the Sonoma water situation is it's really good. Like okay. they're, they're really doing a good job cleaning our water you could drink tap water i in this stand town. corrected i mean i have the little i got the bread built into the home. fridge so yeah, it's kind of filter. from seattle like you don't yeah. have you don't go to anybody's house that doesn't have a brita like that's yeah. <laughs> um i yeah i i had a great time i mean the only thing for me is that my salad i asked for the sauce on the side and it and they i'm fixed not it? they fixed it and they were kind and i'm not looking to make raise a stink about that at all and mm-hmm. Um, Mistakes are always made. Yeah. but Kitchens, I think I said this a few times, <clears throat> cooks hate reading tickets. They, they, just, <laughs> they won't read it. It's like, what ticket if, comes up, they just get angry immediately. Yeah. Like, anything what, you, you, want me to, you want me to do something now? Mm-hmm. Ugh. What if you could just print up a picture? Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why? What it's supposed to look like? I don't know. Make this. <laughs> Make this look like this. Yeah. I think... <laughs> So I would I would go back to the MacArthur place. It was like I said, it was nice 100%. and clean and cool and comfy and um, everything was yeah. I think in the right place. I loved the little coffee shop up front. Yeah, it wasn't busy. I mean, obviously we were there on a the perfect time, two o'clock. Yeah, That's two when o'clock. you should always go to a restaurant. Like it's dead. That's it's when, when it's you dead. When like when it's when you drop off resumes. Yeah, if you're ever looking for restaurant work, you drop off your resume at two o'clock. Lunch is over. Dinner hasn't begun. Yep. Everyone's slow. They're just kind of cleaning. The managers are usually there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I would give it a thumbs up or a five star or uh, whatever. Which one, John? Both? Thumbs up to your five stars? <laughs> <laughs> thumbs up to the five stars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they were great. So and whatever her name was, she was great, too. Alyssa, answering, I believe. I don't know. But she, yeah, she was very kind and answered all your questions about well, there were how a lot. things work i know i, I know i asked that poor oh kid a what lot would of... you um what would you pair what did you pair with the hot dog <laughs> i went here with in the, sonoma i went with the uh the blue farm chardonnay i had never had their chardonnay you've had their pinot i love their pinot and i i love uh anna um the woman uh, she's a manager of the properties but mm-hmm. she, she she does donham and she does blue farm and donham of course you know is one of my favorite wines you know whatever mm-hmm. it's, it's i love that stuff um the blue farm is like it's a little bit lighter. I wouldn't say leaner, but it's, yeah, it's great. And um, as, as far as the Pinots go, I know David Weiss, uh, shouldn't say last names, right? I don't know. My buddy David, um, Sommelier, 
uh, wine dealer guy. It was my first tasting experience when I first moved here. The first place we went, they took me to Donham. It was for work. It was the 2013 release, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, we're sitting there, and I'm, of course, straight off the boat from Seattle, and we're tasting. The first thing they always taste you when you go to these places is the Chardonnay, right? And then you get into the reds. They always mm-hmm. start you with a white. And uh, we're sitting there, and I'm like, I'm tasting probably the best Chardonnay I've ever seen in my life. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And David's standing there. He's like swizzling around. He's like, so what do you think? And I'm like, this is incredible. Like, this is what you guys do all the time. You just go to these wine places and drink wine. And he's like, yeah, you know, smell it right now. I was like smelling. I'm like, yeah, it smells so good. And I taste it. And I'm like, oh, it's buttery and delicious. And we're at dawn. And he's just like, are you getting tennis balls? And I was like... <laughs> What? <laughs> like, what? Are you? Yeah, are you? I was like, are you stoned right now? Like, are you high? Is that a thing? But apparently, that's like an official descriptor, you know. And yeah, it's like you crack open a fresh bag of tennis balls. I guess it's like a a, a little on the negative side. He was being critical of this right. Chardonnay, and in from you my world, I, I just came from Mars, where you know the best Chardonnay cost eight dollars and mm-hmm. you know you kind of can choke it down with some alfredo mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but yeah just i was blown away at the at the the hot level of you know and so yeah we sat there at the bar and i started talking like this oh oh anna's uh, uh Chardonnay. i've never had the blue foam so no <laughs> it's just funny to <laughs> hear you talk like that <laughs> Still, yeah, but it was really good. It was buttery and oaky, and not too oaky. But it, you know it, the woman it, who makes it or works at yeah, the tasting room. Yeah, she's Saul's ex-wife. You should see if if Blue Farm's interested in being a uh, sponsor here. Oh yeah, we'll <laughs> take a case anytime. She's she wants to listen. That's um, I love their wine. I love. I mean, Donham is my favorite, but Blue Farm by far. I mean, they're yeah, yeah. solid stuff every time. I've never had their Chardonnay before, but it, it pairs very nicely with the hot dog. <laughs> That's the meal to have. Get the hot dog, mustard optional, and uh, the Blue Farm Chardonnay. Mm. Um, they've got a great liquor selection, it looks like, everything that I saw they up did. there. Yeah, they had the basil um, Hayden up there and some and really great scotches, it looked like. So I would say... Not a lot of cognacs. Not a, a lot of high-end cognacs, but a lot of a lot of solid mid-range cognacs mm-hmm. if you're into cognacs. Are you into cognacs? I do. I, I like them. I mean, I usually I like them with a little apple juice and some, you know, a little lamb. But... <laughs> yes, I think we you did that at the Plaza Bistro. That every one time, time, every time I go, I like the... lollipops, apple juice, and cognac. Oh man. Um, I wanted to, and I know you have to go soon. <laughs> I have to go. Yeah, but always on my way out. You talk about this sharpened ice cream scoop right <laughs> okay you talk about like a sharp blade and how it could be used and stuff like that mm. um can you tell us the story of um how your uncle you had a you had a, a theological oh. <laughs> discussion with your uncle that <laughs> yes. okay the, you want to hear that you, just oh, the, the, man. the yeah. sharpened the sharpened ice cream scoop reminded my me late, of that my late uncle jim um he's no longer with us unfortunately he's a great great man um <laughs> yeah uh, when I was growing up, I think I was 13 or 14, and... Uh, was your mother's side or father's side? Mother's mother's brother. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if he was just, just out. I don't really know, like, which... if My uncles went to jail frequently <laughs> you know, for what they were 
what was going on with them. But um, I, I'm not sure. He had just kind of arrived on the scene fairly recently. From out of, out of jail? I'm not sure. Oh, we don't know. He just kind of arrived on the scene. I don't know if he was out of state or why he was missing or where he was. I'm but sure he, your mom I, I was a kid. I don't know. So, yeah. But she's like, I think uh, my dad was somewhere else um, for a little while. And she's like, you need to lurk learn to work on cars you needed this exposure you should hang out with your uncle like you know all these things were in her head so she's mm-hmm. like you're gonna you're gonna go and spend time with your uncle today i'm like okay so he's gonna teach you how to work on cars i guess maybe he needed some help maybe he went to her and was like hey so what's walter up to or what's you know i need to work on this car i don't really know how this transpired i don't know what went down to make this happen but you remember where we went to go to my grandma's the and, farm. Then, and that was the the one trailer over there on the on the farm, mm-hmm. and then on the other side there were other trailers. My grandfather was on the one is in the they were like kind of separated but together. But his, his trailer was like over there with the dogs, the collies that we discussed, and then my uncle Jim's was here, kind of in the middle on the left, the right. And um, so my mom drives me out there, and she's like, "Go with your uncle, and he's going to teach you to work on cars today." So I'm like, "All right." So I go up, I'm like, hey, Uncle Jim, he's like, Walter, you know, like, this is what, this is the 19 whatever the hell thing, and we're going to be ramalama ding dong and the, 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 the hoobadahoo, and, you know, like, I don't know what the hell. You didn't doing. learn I, much. Or retain, no. Yes. So he, my mom gets in her car and drives away, and um, he explains to me that there was a muffler that was supposed to go on this car that he didn't have the right size for so he welded the the wrong muffler on there was the only way to get the muffler to stay was to weld it on there and he needed a muffler so but now he has the right muffler so now we have to get this muffler off um car is not on blocks just on its own wheels so it's fairly secure i imagine um puts me under the car with a hammer and just has me tink tink just banging like up well yeah and like i'm under like I'm, I'm small, but and he's like, I guess that's why he wanted me because he couldn't fit in there, like. But like, I still I can barely even move like my forearm. There's no like, leverage. There's no lever. There's no room for my arms to really even move. Plus my muscles. I'm 13. I'm a small boy. Yes. Like I couldn't even if I was a man like with a full swing. I don't think right now I could break metal apart with a hammer. <laughs> like I don't think that I would have that that strength. But so I'm just. For hours, and she—I think it must have been shortly after noon because it was hot that day. But it was cool under the car, so I was happy to be down there until it started to rain. And then there was a puddle, and then I'm like, laying in the water is getting deeper. Tink, 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 tink just banging. I'm like, Uncle Jim, like this isn't—I don't see this. Like I'm not even denting the metal. Like I'm not—I'm just kind of hitting it, and I'm just like. And he's up, I can see his boots, like he's near me, and I can, I feel, I, I, it was before I had been exposed to marijuana, but I feel like that's what I was smelling him smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, which later he had me smoke a little bit, he offered me some. After we had, he's like, well, why don't you want to take a break? And he gave me a beverage of, of this, like, he had this gallon uh, jug of uh, banana raspberry punch from Costco, <laughs> and vodka. <laughs> like so i start to get drunk and then he like offers me some of this i get a little buzz and he's like you want to smoke this i'm like i've never smoked anything at this i mean i had pretend we used to go into the forest when i was a little kid and we'd find like twigs and we'd stuff them with moss and we'd have matches that we'd stole from our parents and we'd light them and pretend to smoke we did reed would do that he called they called them punks 
we didn't actually inhale any no, of this. No, it was yeah. just it was just on fire. Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of, we were just being cool, like oh, mm-hmm. smoking, and like I don't know, we were just stupid children. Mm-hmm. So I never actually inhaled any smoke into my lungs, but I smoked marijuana, and you know I was yeah, thirteen, fourteen years old, and then um, got drunk. And then like night fell, it got darker and darker and colder and colder and put me back into the car a couple of times. And, you know, there was one of the times he pulled me out and there was some ham sandwiches. I think my, my grandmother had made maybe some waffles or something at one point. We know she likes to make waffles. Yes. And then it was like officially dinner time. So he's like, all right, let's go. So we go back to my grandmother's little trailer and grandma's making dinner. And uh, shortly after dinner, I think my grandmother was doing some dishes and I don't know how or why we got into the theological discussion, but we were talking about religion and my uncle's like, you know, we were talking about church and stuff and I was being raised Catholic, you know, but by this time I had stopped going to church. I wasn't really interested in it. Um, so he's like, so you're not really religious and you don't really, I'm like, no, I don't really believe in any of that stuff. I don't really know. I guess the term is agnostic. Maybe I don't really consider myself atheist because I feel like maybe there's something out there. He's like, and he pulls out this knife and he, <laughs> like from his pocket. I think he had a holster, like it was like like on a belt kind of thing with a snap, and he kind of pulls out this long knife and he sticks it against my neck, and he kind of presses me against the the back of the chair, and he's like, "So I could just kill you right here and right now, and there's no heaven and there's no hell, so there's not going to be any kind of punishment for me if I kill you." And I was like, "No, no, <laughs> Uncle Jim, like that's 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 not really what I'm saying." Um, no, no, uh, I don't really know how I kind of talked my way out of that situation, but I was just like, no, like, like my mom would be mad, you know, like grandma, grandma, gra- grandma, <laughs> like, are you, and she was just like, mm-hmm, like washing the dish. She didn't even turn around. But I was like, grandma would be mad at you, you know, like trying to get, you no. Know? And, uh, so he was just like, he put it away. I don't, I don't believe that he was actually going to kill me, but no. it was his version of teaching me a lesson about God, I think. About morality? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, mortality? Maybe. Mortality, morality. Like, yeah, if, if, like, like maybe he wanted to hear, like, oh, God, like, if I'm actually threatened with my life, I'm afraid for my life, do I pray? Like, would mm-hmm. I be like, oh, God, yeah, okay, I do believe, I believe. Like, maybe that's what he wanted me to do, but I was just like, no, no, like, that's not, no, somebody, like, you'll go to jail. Like, I'm pretty sure I said something about, you know, murder is still a crime. I mean, it's still wrong, you know, like, mm-hmm. just because... There's no hell doesn't mean it's not wrong to do, you know, like you have an internal compass to tell you what's right and wrong. What, 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 if any lessons did you learn that day? You don't mess around with Jim. Don't get, cro- <laughs> don't, don't get crossfaded with Jim. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. God. Yeah. And how has it, how has it shaped your, uh, your beliefs in God? Your God. It hasn't changed them at all. I mean, it's it's truly affected my my comprehension of rednecks and how <laughs> how cantankerous they are with with their how 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 fragile their uh, belief structure is. Where if you say that maybe I don't believe that you know the Virgin gave birth to God incarnate in Himself, like He gave birth, He impregnated her with Himself, and then was born out of the Virgin. And then, um, yeah, the whole, I mean, I, I, there's so much of it that I, it's so, I mean, I'm more inclined to believe in Spider-Man as a story. 
you know, it seems a little more plausible. There's there's good lessons. I think there's good lessons to be learned from both. Sure. I mean, how, plausible we, or not. We but... could just be nice to each other. We don't have to believe, you know, in flying angels and crap to do that. I think being yeah, good. That's kind of what Spider-Man is. Good and being, he doesn't fly. Stop it. You're just trying to make me mad again. I know you know Spider-Man doesn't fly. Anyway, so that was, that's the story with Jim. That's awesome. I mean, with great. Well, no, it's. I mean, it's not awesome, but I mean, it's a hell of a story. And I think you know, with religion, it didn't it with, prevent me from loving my uncle. No, I grew up. No, I, I had a very healthy, good. I, I guess it's hard to say I had a good, healthy relationship with my uncle, but I, I you know, I know that he loved me, and I loved right. him, and you know, we were all, you know, his daughters are great, Angie and Crystal are, you know, lovely women. And, with great power We're all family. comes great responsibility, right? That's right. Spider-Man. Isn't that what it says in the Bible? <laughs> That's what it says in my Bible. It's John. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh, John.